Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast and this is the grand finale of season 3 which is crazy. I can't believe we've done three seasons and uh, madness. And it's been such a great season. We've had some wonderful speakers, both local and international. This is our first season with international speakers and we had some great ones. Andy stalked us some wonderful guests. (laughs) (laughs) Like he said in one of his uh, Instagram stories, we all have our jobs and his is to to stalk people until they come onto the podcast. We have a we have a list for next season already. So. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever have yeah, and Andy is persistent, uh, he'll get you <laughs> from every platform. Yeah. <laughs> um. So today we're going to do a recap of the episodes, and then we'll answer a couple of questions at the end, and then uh, throw out some ideas for our next season. Um. Yeah. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> How are you both? Good. Enjo- I'm enjoying my cut. Enjoying eating less food. Enjoying training. New, um, new cycle. New cycle of training. Pull push legs. So, so far so good. Two weeks in. I'm, I'm enjoying. How many kilos down are you? About three. Three. Some. some. Two, uh, to be specific, about 2.8 there, but I feel lighter, well, clothes feel different, (laughs) so yeah, I think it's working, but I decided rather than do five weeks, I'll do four weeks. He was so hungry one night, he was like, I am not doing five weeks, I'm doing four. It's it's because we have like a planned trip, so rather than go on a trip and, you know, not enjoy I decided to, yeah, that week I'll just... Oh, yeah, that fits perfectly. Yeah, that so, fits very well. Because I, I, I don't like being on a plan and then having to try and, you know, like you're with friends or family and in your head you're just thinking, oh, macros, macros. So Yeah, you would have had to have done a mini diet break. Right? Yeah, so I decided, yeah, four weeks is good. You know, go, rest, relax, and then back and... Uh, exactly. get, get macros up slowly again back to maintenance yeah you come back well thing is you'll, you'll get a bit of extra calories when you're relaxing yeah <laughs> yeah we'll and keep I'm this... sure your protein levels yeah so you know I think it's a good idea I, I generally think sometimes things like that is a good time to have more deload and start upping calories then you can start a new session fresh so have a break, have some extra food. Yeah, because we'll, we'll keep the steps in so that that's good. At least that we'll be able to walk yeah. around. So other than that, it, it just, it's a perfect four weeks. So it, it, it's just, a, it's perfect for November. I'm really enjoying eating less. Like uh, I get hungry. I, I whine sometimes, but eh, yeah. <laughs> I have to keep on her toes unless yeah i know well it's been i've been diet breaking so i've been eating a lot so it's been great uh, but, but yeah, yeah back into deficit next week yeah so i'll go back new maintenance maybe recomp for another month or two as i bring calories up slowly so no rush because we have another year off season anyway so 
Baby yeah, stuff. Baby fun. stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And your week, Andy? I know you've got a new puppy. Oh yeah, new puppy. Yeah, well, obviously kittens, puppy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have kittens and a puppy. Yeah, that... it's, it's a, and possibly a donkey that give birth. So yeah, it's a bit chaotic. Oh nice. <laughs> I catch a spider last night, which was fun. I saw that. Yeah. That was a large. Uh, yeah, that was a big guy. A large one. Yeah, it's not the biggest. It's not the biggest buffalo spider. Uh, buffalo buffalo <laughs> spider I've ever had to relocate, but it's a bit. It's the only one I've ever seen here, which is quite nice. Oh. Kilimanjaro brown dugging spider, rather than like the ones you get in Nairobi. Ones I've seen a lot more in Nairobi are big black ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's pretty cool. Moved it. You know, the girls were like, kill it, kill it. And I was like, you're not no. killing the spider. No, I, I didn't have a glass big enough to pull it in. I had to go find a, a like, a container jar. Wow. But those were the first days I'd, I'd be like, kill it. But now I, I, she's here. So it's like, clear, spider, I'll be outside. <laughs> I'll be outside waiting. <laughs> you do your thing. Nah, luckily, I'm not, I'm not scared of spiders, luckily, but doesn't mean I want them all around my house, but um, <laughs> yeah. it can all serve a purpose. But back to training. Training, starting a new block tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah, the calories are up, but weight's dropping. Hmm. I don't know why. Calories have gone up. My weight, like, literally, I woke up this morning, and I'm down to 196 wow. and a half. And at my peak, I was 201. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's, like this last week, it's just gone through. But, that's, but, you know, those are good problems. Right. Yeah. yeah, more food. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Food to go up again. It's probably, you know, I've been quite, as you know, busy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure but that makes... So it's probably a bit of that. That makes a big difference. So, so yeah, so apart from that, yeah, so I had a deload week in the gym before I started the new cycle, you know, which has been fine. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm pretty well rested, you know. Although, be, yeah, it'll be I feel nice. good. Calories are down. Sleep's up. Yeah, it'll be nice with the Smith machine at least now. Oh, yeah. Other new, well, not new, but just stuff you haven't done in a while into the training. Exactly. It's just a bit of a change. There's some stuff on the new block. Yeah. Um, Pendulum squat, hopefully, is getting finished tomorrow to go straight. Basically, I end up giving them the plans for the Atlantis one. I managed to find the detailed plans with all the yeah. measurements for the Atlantis one. How did and you find so, that? Internet. If you search on okay. the internet for long enough, you, you'll be surprised what you can find. I know. That's how I see it on Pinterest. <laughs> well, you have to share those details so, with us. Yeah. Well, but let, I, me, let me test it and make sure it doesn't kill Uh, yeah okay uh, if you live and uh well maybe you'll have to go and test it yeah but it's good at least you sent him the plan so if it's you know 100 percent, it's just telling him to replicate so you you test it yeah because he he, he tried to do it from uh, like just from looking at a picture of a pendulum squat and it wasn't the movement wasn't quite he wasn't happy with the movement it didn't feel good yeah i said all right here's some actual plans Let's try and see if we can just copy those. Yeah. Then it should be spot on. 
So you know. But how... the Atlantis one is like one of the hardest ones as well. Yeah. If you ever been on the Atlantis, I don't know which. Pendulum. It's, oh, it's weird. Mm, in Dubai, it wasn't. That was Atlantis. a prime. The yeah. prime. Um, oh, the prime really good, but they're amazing. I think the Atlantis one's considered one of the hardest ones. Yeah. Well, you're gonna so have I to think... name this one after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the cowboy. But yours, yours is like the better version of the software. So once you know what needs to be fixed, you tell us, and then <laughs> he can work. Exactly. Mine's, mine's a guinea pig. Yeah. yeah. I'm a guinea pig. We'll see. So yeah, but looking forward to that because I mean, um, I, you know, I've got some mirrors coming to the gym for inside of it. Yeah. But yeah, I said, I, you know. As we were talking about before about people holding equipment at gyms during peak time. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Like, you know, we've got the own equipment. So, you know, luckily, I don't have the stress of having to shower at someone who's taking up all the equipment. You know, and just go in. The only problem is, the only person I can be angry at believing the weights laying around is myself. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> like, walking around, oh, I wish I put my weights away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's annoying. I think that's why I try train and after every exercise, I put the heaviest one, especially, you just put them back because at the end you're like, oh crap, Uh, there's no one to do this for me now. Well, we, we, we still fight a bit over the equipment, um, yeah, especially since Leon has programmed like every single exercise on our new machine. Pull so it's like pull day. I'm like, well, no, we won't be on it for the whole but, session. But now I need a complaint to the management. But now we're doing different. When she's doing her legs, I'm doing my push or pull. So we, but we that's never... how we have to program now. <laughs> be like, what is he yeah, doing today? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to try and get a rack made for putting, loading the plates onto. Like, a lot of the equipment, like my rack and stuff, and the Smith machine has things to put plates on, but I find that annoying having to pick them up from the bottom. Yes, up. it's... So I might have something just built with the oh, yeah. plates on, like yeah. a plate tree. Yeah, because we, we are lucky the two racks have... Um... Have the side, the yeah. side for the plates. So. But yeah, that yeah. Smith one is annoying, especially if the one you want is like at the bottom and you oh, yeah. like, take them yeah. all out. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and my bench press racks the same. Uh, you know, the uh, um, stand, the barbell stand. It's the same. It has things at the bottom, which so I never put weights on it because <laughs> I'm just fed up of having to pick them up like that. So I tend to stack them against the wall. It's functional it's training. Functional that's, training. That's deadlift, yeah. you know, you have to do your deadlift every time. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that, where you're more likely to injure yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Putting weights at weird angles. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things, at least if you get the measurements, you can just weld, do a, a nice stream. Well, exactly. I like those sort of things great, quite easy to make. Yeah. You know, have a little box in the bottom for the handles and dumbbell handles and then have just different um, sizes on both sides yeah stick it somewhere easy access mm-hmm. yeah because we we're doing same thing almost a small just storage area for the kettlebells the bells the yeah. just stuff that takes up space we could use for something else yeah <laughs> especially yeah, with yeah. clients yeah okay well let's go through uh the episodes um well episode one was a general intro uh and we uh 
talked about the flaws in the fitness industry and sort of fat loss transformations and how you know people would sell their products based on that um and it's interesting on that the trends with covid sort of switched around a little bit is the new trend is buy my home training program and look better during lockdown and this is like the big thing of 2020 it's like yeah covid's come along and it's like lockdown training exercises with an expectation of people coming out of lockdown better than they went in i think that's a lot of pressure on people like you know especially like you know being in the uk at the moment on lockdown it's like there's almost this expectation you should be training at home using your bands and stuff you know people are selling programs for you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, or whatever it be. But really, are they any good? Yeah, true. They're just like, I see these adverts now all the time be on sponsored ads on Insta or Facebook of home workout, buy my home workout. It's like... Well, I think you've got to really handle your expectations because that's giving you really (laughs) false ones. Like, (laughs) I think you should, you know, set a goal of trying to maintain your muscle um yeah it'll be difficult to build muscle unless you're a beginner um yeah and then you know if you're gonna it'll be hard to come out shredded as well unless you can get outside um so it's uh yeah i think it's selling a whole lot of yeah uh unrealistic expectations yeah. i think i think if anything like a workout now for home is more it's more just to keep you mentally sane than yeah. trying to get shredded or huge especially if you don't have equipment yeah i would say for most people who just want general fitness like gen pop no one not competitors not anyone who's got physique goals just join these you know online zoom classes and stuff if you need something to keep you just going or follow a youtube you don't need to spend yeah. lots of money on a copy and paste program you do at home you, know, you don't need to do that um now if you've got physique goals if you've got a coach it should be programming for you in yeah. lockdown. so that's fine if you don't there's plenty of things you can start thinking about there's no point in buying a program online someone who doesn't know the equipment you have available to you and if you don't have any equipment your best bet is just to try and, I said try and maintain a little bit try and exercise but, but it's funny how these um, trends go it's like yeah weight loss fat tease and now it's like at home workout it's like yeah these marketing companies to see what, what's going on in the world and they try to guilt you into it regardless yeah well i think a lot of people did put on quite a bit of weight in the first lockdown there's like the banana bread baking craze that went (laughs) um but uh it's you know if well i think it was episode nine we were talking about how to build muscle so again if you're understanding all of those principles Hopefully you won't be duped by such programs. And I mean, they're very seductive. They are. Um, And I'm sure if I was uh, younger, I'd have been like, ooh, that one looks good, you know, because someone on the front is shredded with a six-pack and looking sleek. And you're like... I know. (laughs) It's 
Someone who's been going to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's made the program but for home, but they're going to the gym. Exactly. Oh, dear. So just beware. Beware. Um, episode two, we were talking about fascia, mobility and flexibility with Olivia. And that was a, a really um, eye-opening mm. episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fascia is a relatively, you know, little understood um topic um and yeah. it was just interesting to listen about the history of fascia i mean how we've still got so such a long way to go to understand it um but it is it's incredible i can't remember the the figures but you know it's faster than the nervous system um sort of responses so that's a good episode to listen to and she does go into the difference between mobility and flexibility um, and how to include those um, into your uh, routine and training. Um, so yeah, I always think that's a great one to be doing during lockdown. Yeah. Work on your mobility and... Work uh, on your mobility, work on form, flexibility, just, just the basic stuff, I guess. Yeah. The basic stuff yeah. everyone doesn't enjoy because it's too boring or you wait until you get injured, then you start doing it. Well, I have been neglecting my my stretching and I have noticed. Um, and I do find when I do deload weeks, when I don't train, I get so stiff. And I think, you know, there's this uh, assumption that if you do weight training, you become really stiff. But that is not true because if you yeah. are training with full range of motion, you, I mean, you are, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're actually going to improve. Yeah, because you're putting the muscle at full stretch. Yeah, at full stretch. So, and, um, so I do notice when I don't train, I get stiffer, which just, for me, it shows that when I train, I'm, yeah, I'm just moving more and getting deeper into range of motion. So I have to, but, but stretching, it does help. And um, I have been bad at just leaving the gym and being like, ah, stretch later. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things that just feels good. Like when you hold a stretch position and it gets that sore muscle and you're like, yep, yeah, I'll sit here for two minutes. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> I just spilled juice everywhere. Um, then episode three, we talked with Kamal oh, yeah. Elgorgni, yeah. and uh, we were so excited when Andy said that he'd agreed to come on, and what a nice man. And he's um, coming on again. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting, and you can see how he's looking now, he's like even better, you know, a guy who's been around for a long time, and his physique's looking better than ever at the moment. Yeah, it's like the it's older funny. he gets, the better he looks because he is 50 right is it this year he was 50 48 48 48 yeah. 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 um and his is such an inspiring story i mean he yeah. he came from like nowhere um and like he left his family in libya and you know they were kind of pressuring him to join the family business but he said no you know he had this vision that he wanted and he didn't take any of the family money to do that. He was sleeping in a, wasn't it like a, a construction site? site. Oh, yeah, and... construction site. Yeah. Okay. 
And I mean, he to get to where he he is now, it wasn't easy. He had a lot of trouble with uh, the various uh, federations. federations um, yeah. And. You know, even if you are not into bodybuilding, it is such an incredible story. Um, and yeah, it just shows if you want something badly enough, you know, you, you can make it happen. Yeah. And uh, he's done oh, yeah. that. Um, and so he is big into giving back, um, which is why he does a lot of podcasts, which is so nice. Um, and we were trying to, yeah, encourage him to come and do some, some wholesome competitions here. Yeah, it's still. He said we, we, we have to talk about it, so you never know. Yeah, talk to him, talk to him after the Olympia. Yeah, because he, he said we we get him after the Olympia to do another episode, so luckily yeah. now we have a YouTube page, so we'll record it, so that'll be good. Yeah, so if, if you did enjoy that episode, um, you know, do let us know if you, you'd like us to get him back on um, and, you know, anything in particular. That we can talk about with him, although there's lots, and especially after the oh, big O. Yeah. Um, actually, what what date is that? It's in December this time. I know time. it's December, um, but is it mid December? Fifth. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, fifth is the Iron Classic, isn't it? Oh my God, it's maybe the twelfth. Yeah, that, it's yeah. like the second week somewhere there. We'll, yeah, we'll confirm. Yeah, yeah. So for I mean any. Any young athlete or or bodybuilder, you know, who you think you're going through hardships, such a great listen. Um, and also to show that, I mean, the wonderful thing about bodybuilding, you don't need to be young. Uh, you just get better with age. Yeah. <laughs> Consistency. It's a slow game, that's why. It's, it's a long game. Mm -hmm. It bodybuilding. is. Bodybuilding, it takes time to build muscle. And, yeah. and you look at, you know, sort of like... Uh, you know, be him or Dexter Jackson, and they've yeah you know, they've got better to a certain extent. You know, up until like Dexter's in his fifties, and you know, he still looks amazing. Yeah, he's as big as he's ever been. Yeah, anyone who's done it in a healthy way, they're they're enjoying their they're enjoying it as they get older older for sure. Exactly. And episode four, we talked all about social media and body image with our good friend Amar who is a DJ here and Morag Campbell who's been on the podcast before she's an online coach PT and bikini competitor and yeah I mean this that's just a it's a monster topic absolutely huge yeah. and you know Amar is a typical hard gainer kind of skinny guy and so he was telling us how yeah, just there's a pressure as well for men to look a certain way and that's often overlooked. Yeah. You know, it's all about, oh, women in fitness, women looking like this. But guys have a lot of pressure on them, you know, to look, <laughs> have some big guns and, uh, yeah. and, it, and well, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, there's a big push in the female modelling for you know, normal, you know, female fashion to have normal representation across, you know, fashion lines. And they push from from women to, to bring that in, but it's not been the same for men. No, you now see like you know big brands promoting body confident images and being you know happier every size. But men, men, the male models still look the same pretty much. And uh, crazy story is when uh, when I was younger, I was trying to do modeling, and I'd started doing the gym. 
and one of the designers i i was chosen and she was like no way if if we measure if we measure and use you you have to buy those clothes because your proportions are just it's like you're big at the top your quads are big so you're just going to use so much material if you want this economical yeah it's like if you want the job you have to buy the clothes and i'm like uh, you pay me so i pay it, it didn't make sense and it's crazy cause, uh, I made no money. It's pointless. yeah because everyone was you know a bit skinny with the with the skinny man abs and i'm skinny there man abs. with my arms that can't fit anything so it's it's a bit come to think about it it's one of the social pressures you're saying it's for men it's like this is the look and it's never changed yeah it's um I do think social media has made it more important to be like guys be bigger. Yes. About you know outside of the fashion side, I think, and that's what we're seeing almost in men's physique. Yeah, yeah. As a competition, like guys just get bigger, and people, young guys, look at men's physique competitors because it was meant to be attainable. You look at that and go, oh yeah, that's that's meant that's the attainable level. That's where I should be. Yes. But the reality is, it's not. It's not. Is... Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and it's um you know, we talk about it a lot how someone you follow on Instagram they're not natural. You've got to keep that in mind that they yeah. well they might not be uh, natural if no. they're that jacked. Um so you just and then it's hard not to compare yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I, you also you don't know their story at all. Exactly. They might have been training a long 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 time to look like that. Yeah, yeah. And people see it if they can do that in eight weeks 16 weeks you know and also and also the sad part is now with the social media and everything guys think i'll just take drugs and in three months six months i'll be i'll be as big as nope not even in a year it yeah still comes down to consistency and your health and your genetics anyway so yeah (laughs) you can take all the drugs you want but you might never get to that point so so certain pressures are just it's it's not even safe for your mental health also so yeah yeah i guess it's one thing maybe we can talk we can talk about it every season to be honest because mental health seems to be a really big thing when it comes to the fitness industry especially well it's yeah, yeah it's 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 huge and you know to look a certain to, to be successful um in fitness it's kind of yeah. <laughs> you have to look a certain way and so to try and break that mold is quite hard it is um, <laughs> and yeah and that's just not healthy at all in in many ways yeah. um, but, but even even women in Masai, i look at a lot of women i'm like wow and then Neil's like, they're on drugs. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. But it's... I'm like, I, I just read their log on what they're using. And Neil's like, how? I'm like, it's, it's on, it's, they write a weekly log. So it's, so it's so hard not to compare yourself to someone else and like to think that you're going to get there. So you, you mean some of them are very open about what they take and don't take. Which is good. Uh, which is so good. So good. So you can be like, okay well <laughs> that's how they got there um yeah and then you know in a way they advice because they tell you how they started you know number of years and it's 
It's a smart approach. You just don't go shuffling down drugs and uh, not training exactly. hard and expecting results. Yeah, no, and yeah, and there's the thing as well. When you look at a photo on Instagram, oh, yeah. again, you don't know the, the background story. Sometimes proportions in the photo, the angles, <laughs> make people look, look amazing. And it's not the reality of like, you know, you see them in natural light up close and actually you know, really small. Yeah. But because of the angles, you know, like some of these, you know, women, you know, with their glutes, you know, stand with their glutes all pushed out. And, you know, and we look like, you know, amazing shape. But when you meet them in actual real life, you just look like a, a normal woman. You know, you, you know, it's, you know, it's not like super wellness, you know, or like, <laughs> some, you know, and that's the thing, you know, women are looking at photos, uh, not even necessarily Photoshop, but just well posed and thinking, that is what I want to look like. Why don't I look like that? And, you know, it's several things, posing, clothing, you know, it could be anything, you know, there's so many things, factors that go into that. Yeah, because uh, I think I was telling Clea, there's, you know, like when I'm doing certain, like, progress pictures, there's certain stringers I'll wear because I know they'll, they'll give me a certain shape. <laughs> and when, when I, I, I don't have them, I'm like, nah, there's no use to take a photo because... I know the the ones and the angles to play around with. So it's if it's bodybuilding, it's all about the illusion. You you have to be smart with it. <laughs> yeah, but just as long as you know people looking at oh yeah social media are aware. There's a lot that goes on. Um, yeah, so that that was a really good episode, and it was great having Amar's point of view from a DJ here. Yeah, into fitness, but not you know. Not so much. And then Morag, who has been a bikini competitor and was, you know, teased a lot at school. Um, so it was it was a really interesting episode. And I think that all stemmed from the Gymshark picture that was posted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That of that girl who's yeah. got a few roles. And, uh, and but then... The guys and, and, went crazy. And, and that, <laughs> but then, then our friend was like, well, where are the men? If a man did that, who didn't have a six-pack... Hey, posting him. So it, it just brings up a lot of questions and it was really interesting. Episode six, we did it. Oh, no, sorry. Episode five, we did lifestyle diseases and management with our favorite repeaters, podcasters, uh, Ashley Kabutha, registered dietitian, and Dr. Simon Imbura, GP and uh, head honcho of Pain and Gain Supplements and now Equipment. Um, and that was, yeah, going through all the lifestyle diseases, sort of heart diseases, yeah. diabetes, um, and how to manage them through training and nutrition. And great yeah. having Ashley's point of view from nutrition and, and Simon, who we, we love his point of view because even though he has a medical background and is GP, you know, he is not the first to be prescribing a medication. Yeah. He wants you to yeah, tackle tackle it first through training and nutrition. And a lot of them of these diseases you can not cure but manage. Manage, yeah. True. Because yeah. a lot of people jump to the well, I guess also it's just lack of knowing because you expect your doctor to be advising you correctly. So yeah. 
if they tell you to buy a certain medicine, you 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 do what they say. So it's nice to have someone like Simon who's like you know, let's try food, let's try uh, training, and then that way you don't need this much medicine. You you'll need a very little. Mm. Yeah, and uh, especially since all these lifestyle diseases are on the rise here. Yeah. Um, I think I think they gave some figures. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, diabetes is a big one, um, but as as are a lot of them. So, yeah, that was another. Yeah, we learned a lot on that uh, episode, and yeah, Ashley and Simon are just great. Yep. So then, episode six was a Q and A. Episode seven, we had Ollie Carson back on. That is uh, Andy's coach. Yeah in the UK and uh, our, our mentor for online coaching. Um, and Ollie has been on the podcast before and yeah, he's just a, a wealth of knowledge and we're talking about competition prep with him. Um, so, and competition prep is very, it's niche, um, very niche. And, but still another of those episodes, even if you're not into bodybuilding, it's very interesting to sort of get this behind the scenes look at what it really takes and uh, both to compete but also to coach mm -hmm. yeah i think it's, yeah there's some other lessons in there as well about you know how how healthy is it to be super lean all the time and then we discuss that and talk about like potential damage to thyroid function and everything else and i think that was quite I mean, that's quite an important part of that episode is actually, you know, is because of the social pressures of, you know, especially for women to stay a certain size all the time, and a lot of women end up remaining lean for long periods, their health has a big knock-on effect. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important for people to realise. You know, you can understand it from the episode. It's not just about being a competitor, it's about having eating in a calorie deficit like for long periods of time like people who diet for long periods without coming up for air you know it's not just competitors that you know receive this damage and i think you know we did discuss that a little bit in that episode yeah and also what to look for in a coach um yeah which is which is really important if you are thinking about competing um and again, I don't want to say especially as a woman, a woman, but if you are a woman and you're going to compete, uh, you do want a really good coach because, well, if you have listened to the episode about the menstrual cycle, you'll know how important yeah. that is. And a lot of women lose that when they compete. Um, so to have a coach who understands all of that um, is key. So that was um, that was a good one with Ollie. Um, what else did we talk about in that? I think that was... Talk about prepping, coaching, yeah. But also if you are a coach, you, you know, what like, you need to know. we're a coach, I wouldn't take on a, a competitor. I, I just don't have that knowledge. I mean, Leon's competed, Andy's competed. They have experience. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you, you need experience. I mean, not... Like knowing, just knowing what it takes to... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it is it is hard work. And if you've not been there, don't think you can understand 
say you're helping someone prep, it's really hard to understand what they're going through when they're telling you they're feeling a certain way and you've you've not been through it, so you're like, yeah. Yeah. You you're just you're just being you're, you're just being a nuisance. Just just do what I tell you. So once you've been there then you can understand each stage of prep your your client goes okay. through. Yeah. Then we go to episode number eight, and uh, Andy did some great stalking work here. <laughs> he got us Dr. Gabriel Fundaro, who is very, very well known, um, and she does a lot of research into the gut microbiome. And we wanted to talk about this topic for a long time, sort of gut health, which is yeah you know such it's bandied around so much gut health it's so trendy but what does it actually mean and i mean so that episode was really oh wow i learned a lot from from her yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean a lot of myth, i think like her story we have there about kombucha is then we discussed it on the episode it's like Everyone thinks it's some sort of miracle cure for your gut, but actually there's been no studies on it. You know, there is pros and cons to discussion of gut health. There's a lot of stuff we know does great stuff in the importance of the gut, but there's also a lot of untested science yeah. being discussed. So, you know, yeah, you know, um, so she... this one is. You know, you've, you've got to understand the limitation of what the science already says. Just because somebody on Facebook, Instagram tells you that drinking this or eating that is going to be good for your gut health and that's going to prevent every illness, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Yeah, um, the kombucha is such an interesting one, though. I hadn't really thought about that because it is everywhere how good it is for your, your gut health. And yeah. I mean, I personally don't like it, so I've never been on that bandwagon. I've, but uh, I've never taken. I don't know. How I, it I just thought that was fascinating. Not a single study, and like every kombucha company is totally throwing in your face that this is good for your gut health. I mean, maybe anecdotally, yeah. but uh, yeah. no, no hard research. And also, it's I don't know. You know how. It's, it's just human nature. Even if I gave you a placebo and, tell, and told you this, and you do this cut in a week, you'll be losing 0 0.8. You follow the diet. Just because of that pill, you will do everything I say with, you know, you're just thinking that pill is everything. So I don't know. Maybe the placebo effect is one of those things that work amazingly in humans so maybe someone well, maybe it does have benefits but there's just no yeah, scientific no... research in humans it's very anecdotal on it. so, yeah. no not fact well it's not hard fact mm. you know they say it's good for your gut health but that hasn't been proven yet yeah mm. <laughs> so uh that episode is great she takes us through what gut health is the gut microbiome um, you know, how best to support it. And that was, you know, eat a very plant-based diet. That does not mean vegan. Just eat more plants. Um, no need to do crazy gut cleanses, detoxes. Diet Coke is not going to kill you. Uh, sweeteners are not the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Andy down another sort of liter. of. And 
And that, the other that, one was uh, gut reset doesn't gut resets. exist. You, you, oh, yeah, you cannot man. do a gut reset. So go there if you need some myth busting. And yeah. I mean, we, we'd also love to have Dr. Gabrielle back on again because we didn't really get into the link of gut health with like the gut health brain. I mean, uh, gut brain connection um, and your immune system and all of that so yeah there's there was still well, i know a lot. we'd love to talk to her yeah. again um, there was still a she lot was just to cover such yeah. a lovely person she, i think she's still yeah, finishing she's up her book yeah um, i think yeah as we go it seems like we're getting episodes for next season so yeah, yeah. there's kamal there's <laughs> yeah dr gabrielle yeah. <laughs> yeah so so again like if there's if you listen to that episode and there's things that we didn't cover you know let us know and we'll try and get her back on again because i did I, I did talk to her yesterday and she was just, I think, about to finish her book. So maybe maybe yeah. next year she, yeah, she yeah. can come back on because nice. that is another huge topic. Um, and and I think she was doing it in, uh, a study in like resistance training. So there was oh, yeah. all this new yeah. stuff coming out. So interesting. The effects of resistance training on your gut. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. so um, hopefully we will get her back. Then we go to uh, episode nine, how to build a muscle, because there's just so much stuff <laughs> out on the internet and, uh, you know, so many YouTube videos on how to build muscle, lose fat, and again, it's a lot about expectations. Um, so yeah. we just take you through the basics. Um, uh, season two, we did cover that in uh, much more detail, but this is going through that again, and um, and, and yeah, so basics of hypertrophy programming, you know, and just be realistic again. If you're natural, muscle building is a long, slow process. Patience is key for those who want to build muscle. Be patient. Yeah, it's a, it, it's pretty much a lifestyle, don't? Because I think guys get, you know, I want this in a year, and then it's like after that. Yeah. Not even that a year, year, three months, five yeah. months. Yeah, and it's like after, after, and then what? You stop training, or so? Just remember, it's make it a lifestyle, and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it kind of, I'm just going to tie this into episode 11, which was where we talk, uh, which was last week, we were just talking about our training in nutrition. And I hope the takeaway that people got was that we have planned ye a year minimum in advance, two years, how we, we cycle it, like there's maintenance, there's cut phases, there's bulking phases, because that's the most efficient way if you have a physique goal. Um, so we we talk through our various programs. We're all doing very different things. As you probably know, Leon is mini cutting. Andy's in a long belt. I am in a, a long cut. And how we implement different strategies, like the mini cuts, diet breaks, um, things like that. But just to show that this, you know, this cycle can be a year, you know, Andy and, and Leon are planning shows in 2020, 
two. <laughs> so, and if that, if you do have a goal like that, you know, you you need to start uh, thinking long term and programming your training and nutrition to be in line with that as unrealistic goals of building five kilos of muscle and losing 10 kilos of fat in <laughs> three months three months is <laughs> it's just not going to happen and you know recomposition yes it does exist um you know you but it's not the most efficient or optimal way to reach a goal well it depends what it, your goal yeah, is yeah it takes it'll just take so long I mean, it's recomp, recomp. A lot of like bodybuilders don't really recomp because it's, it's it takes long. Like compared it can to take to six months to a year. Yeah, but compared to bulk, then cut, then bulk, the recomp is a it's a slow process. It's a very, I mean, it's it's for some people, mm. it's you know, it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, and for it, some it's it, good. It's, it fits in with their goals, but I think mm. it brings a lot of yeah unrealistic expectations when people see re- <coughs> recomp yeah. i think people recomp the best than most people if you don't have a specific time scale purely because if you've got you know if you're just changing your lifestyle recomp over a period of time if though you've got a set time scale recomping may take a little bit longer but also depends on your start point. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who's already got a decent amount of muscle, but just a little yeah. bit of excess body fat, recomping is ideal because you, know, you want to maintain that muscle while just bringing down the body fat. If it's not, and you've got time on your side, the best way to do that is just to do a slow recomp because then you're not going to lose muscle mass. However, if you are someone who's got a lot of body fat, and not a lot of muscle. You've got to choose one side or the other. Lose body fat and build some muscle, and then keep going on a longer cycle. Exactly. Yeah, I think people just need to learn, like building muscle training. It's not a curve that just goes up and continues going up. It yeah, it's up, a bit lower, up. Like it's very. It's not linear. It's, it takes time and you have to really understand and then for different individuals it's very it'll just be a different process and journey yeah okay then we go to episode 10 and again andy outdid himself (laughs) we we've wanted someone to talk about the menstrual cycle for a long time and it was very hard um Someone who understands. Someone who, well, preferably a woman. (laughs) Yeah. And um, we got Victoria Felcar, and she is just, I mean, her knowledge is incredible. She's been in this field for a long, long time. She's doing her PhD in it as well. Um, And she's very well known for, you know, all all about women's health, hormones, and steroids. and we will definitely get her back because we literally scratched the, the surface of this one. We, we talked about the menstrual cycle in depth. Um, and well, I, yeah, things I didn't know and I thought I, I knew quite a lot about it, but it was 
it, I mean, it was so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, what is a normal cycle? Um, and because it's quite, I don't want to say trendy, but everyone's like, match your cycle to your training. Oh, yeah. And it's actually very hard to do that because every woman is so different. different. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, it was one of those episodes where there's so much to take away. Um, we, as we discussed then, we, you know, we, you know, we probably going to need to do another episode at some point. We're going to talk for hours. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's hard for everyone to understand the individuality of women's cycles. I think, you know, because we're taught to believe, it, you know, it's almost the same for women, but actually it's very individualistic. And this is why... If you work with a coach, you try and stay with the same coach as long as possible because that's something you'll need to sort of almost factor in over a period of time. Learn what's a healthy cycle. And then you'll know as well when you're off kilter, yeah. if your cycle starts getting affected, you'll know there needs to be something to change. So, you know, it was just so much info in that episode. It's you know, super interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for men as well, must yeah. listen to. And especially if you are a coach, listen to that episode. And she was kind enough in that one to give us a link to her menstrual uh, tracker. So go back to that episode and highly recommend you download and use that because it's so interesting and better than any of the apps. Um, and we would love to... Sorry? Get a thermometer. Yeah, I actually yeah. need to do that. Um, put that on my list. <laughs> Basil temperature. Yeah, my Christmas present. Best, best. Yeah, it's sorted. Um, and I mean, we want her to come back on because we we didn't even get to talk about birth control, and that is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Uh, and coming off birth control and how that affects you and. Yeah, because we just touched on it. And... Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, but that that like, is literally. Yeah, like what it is. Another episode. Um, all about birth control and again crazy how with the menstrual menstrual cycle there is still not that much i mean we know about it but still a lot that we don't know um and how it's not even that recently that you know there's been studies in it so crazy 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 actually i'm going to ask if um like is it if you're on birth control and you do like a natural competition as a female is that, that that's well, I mean, something it is. yeah i think it's it's something i mean the pill to, is a steroid yeah um, ah. but it's not i i didn't no, know yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> not quality enhancing necessarily yeah, yeah. unless yeah. maybe who knows because um because estrogen plays a big part in um like sports performance in the yeah. Uh, anyway, that, uh, those are yeah. questions for the next. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> um, so make make a note of any other topics. Um, I know she's also very um, knowledgeable on PCOS. Um, yeah. She actually has a different yeah. name for it, but that is another uh, extremely interesting topic. <laughs> Could foresee a whole season with Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. So yes. Um. So yeah, both she and Dr. Gabrielle are, are busy working on projects, but they were both kind enough to say that they will come back. So I'm sure Andy will be busy 
Yep. Sliding into those DMs. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that that pretty much sums up season three. All uh, we covered a variety of topics there. It was an amazing season. Yeah. Yeah, we we really enjoyed it. It was fun to get um, international speakers on and. Yeah, we're a bit bit nerve wracking at first, but uh, and we had to work with the time differences. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> we recorded quite late at night, um, but it's also worth it. Like I say, we don't make any money from this podcast at all. We just we we love what we do, um, but we do appreciate feedback and questions. You know, especially on the upcoming season four. We've got some ideas uh, lined up. We want to interview a lot more um, Kenyans in the fitness scene here. So if there's anyone that you really like or would like us to interview, let us know. Um, Yeah, yeah, we've got some lined up, but uh, and it can be from any any arena of fitness. It doesn't have to be uh, bodybuilding. Yeah, (laughs) Um, any sport. Any sport, yeah. Very awesome. So, yeah, and then there's if there's any other ideas uh, or topics that you would like us to discuss, you know, just let us know and we will do that. Um, we had one question, interesting question today. Um, we've talked a lot about intuitive eating, and this person asked, "What about intuitive working out?" And uh, <laughs> I think this can go many ways. We can uh, attack this from many angles. But the first one that came to mind was that we'd just be like, ah, I don't feel like working out today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll intuitively rest. No, but that's good. That's, <laughs> yes, that's what Andy was saying. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I need to intuitively rest today. <laughs> no, it is. It's why you do that every day, because every day you're tired. I'm oh, just training next week. Yeah. No, but it's um, intuitive resting might be more beneficial though. Than yeah, you've got to learn oh. to listen to your body and know when to take rest or to take extra rest. Um, and it, well, I I was saying like if if you don't have a particular sort of physique goal or performance goal, then I would say intuitive working out is fine. Like today. I feel like swimming. You go swim today. I feel like a bit of boxing. Go yeah. box. You know, do what you enjoy, and I think that's where it will work. But if you've got a very specific goal, then intuitive working out won't work. No. Um, and I mean, even yeah, if I think, yeah. I, I think the default should be to train, unless you really need to take rest. Now, so you should always be aim to train within reason but then yeah how you train if you don't have a, a goal you should be able to get your exercise any way you find enjoyable and do that yeah i think that sums it up nicely and also what what, what came to mind a little bit with intuitive working out was like you you're doing a sort of a more traditional strength based based workout but no program and you're just like well i feel like doing arms or i feel like doing Deadlifts, yes. Yeah. Um, again, if you've got no specific goal, then yeah, go for it. But uh, yeah, I think you, random workouts will not get you 
results. No. Yeah. It's hard to measure your progress as well when you're chopping and changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know Dr. Gabrielle talks a lot about intuitive eating. Sorry, just changing the topic there. Because um, that would be an interesting topic to talk about. Because, again, yeah. it is kind of trendy, but it's, uh, it, it's I think it's yeah. not what most people think it is. Yeah, because everyone... Not what people think it is at all. Because mm. guys want to start intuitively eating on the first, you know, the first time they start understanding what, you know, calories are, macros and... I'm very, I'm more like intuitive eating should come after a bit of experience and understanding and learning. You, I, I don't know if you, you can just start intuitively eating, especially if you've been like overeating or you don't understand calories, macros. It, I think it's a bit exactly. hard. Yeah. I think there's a difference to just eating to how you feel and then actual intuitive eating where you're still mindful of what you're eating. You still got to be mindful of what you're eating. Yeah. You've got to eat more mindfully. You can't just say, oh, today I'm going to intuitively eat a whole mega-sized pizza. Because that's what I feel like. <laughs> it's, yeah, because yeah, you'll find you'll just overeat all the time. You'll be mindful about what you're putting into your body still. And if you're, you are mindful about what you're eating, you'll probably be able to self-regulate. Especially if you've got, as Leon says, experience over time of what a portion looks like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know what a, a portion looks like when I'm losing weight, uh, when I'm putting it on, you know. So in theory, I could probably make my food and look at what's in the bowl and go, yeah, I'm going to lose weight. Like that, yeah. yeah. And like, sorry, and like Clea said, if your goal isn't physique and you just want to be healthy, you know, you, you know what, how much rice you have on your plate, you know how much meat, your veggies, and you don't need to eat uh, 10 meals a day. You, it, you, you will maintain healthy, just move more. And yeah. Yeah, but have... do do check out Dr. Gabrielle's uh, page. She talks, she talks, uh, she has some great info about that. Um, and everything else yeah all these wonderful people that we have spoken with all their details are on our instagram or um or in the podcast uh, show notes um so do do follow them like we trust them hopefully you trust us <laughs> we trust them you know follow them their information is good yeah. it is scientific scientifically backed as well it's no woo woo stuff no no promoting kombucha and things like that <laughs> yeah, um, true. we do we do choose our speakers um yeah andy does an amazing job there and uh we we've we've loved talking to all those people yeah. um and the ones here it has been a great uh, season and i can't believe it's almost been a year of the podcast pass is it is it? I think we we started maybe October somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's, it's, past. Uh, it's uh, We need to have an anniversary. We maybe we'll even do a giveaway. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because we started planning last year October, I believe. Well, we'll confirm, but I remember. Yeah, interesting. Though, how long we go? Um, yeah. yeah, anyone listening, if you fancy sponsoring us on the podcast, <laughs> please do. Yeah. Then we can get back to even more things going on. True. But, um, no, but seriously, yeah, it's been it is a work of you know people don't realise there's a lot
guests and discussions and try to come up with topics. And we only do it for the benefit of educating people. So, you know, please listen, share and subscribe. And that's, that's, you know, and that's enough to help us. And stop DMing reviews. You know, go to the either YouTube, <laughs> SoundCloud, or exactly. Apple. Put them there. We'll they they, they really help um, like push the the show into like the iTunes, uh, like I guess top Africa shows and podcasts. So the more reviews we get, the the more the better we do in the fitness podcast arena in Africa and the world. Because yeah, the we're the keys to educate everyone so yeah don't leave the reviews in the dm send, send them to the soundcloud apple or youtube yeah and that i mean that was another landmark we're on youtube now oh yeah it took yeah. us it took us <laughs> yeah, so it, let us know if you enjoy if you enjoy seeing our lovely faces yeah. on youtube um yeah so it's been a season of many new things and yeah we've thoroughly enjoyed it Please uh, send us any ideas for season four, people you'd like us to interview. And if we do get Kamal, Gabrielle and Victoria back, any questions for them or any kind of topics you'd like them to discuss, send it through. And I think we will leave yep. uh, this episode here and we'll catch you in season four.